Welcome back to the Pin Pals Podcast. I am your host, Eric, from Warrior Pins. Appreciate you tuning in. This is the 39th episode of the podcast. Mind blown. It's also the last episode of season three, so take that as you will. Uh, But we got lots more fun stuff planned for season four and beyond. But anyways, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any other audio podcasting platform, uh, please be sure to like, follow, rate, review, anything you can do on those platforms can and will help the podcast in the long run. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I appreciate you. Make sure you're subscribed to our channel and you're liking and sharing the videos and maybe leaving comments with uh, your favorite lessons learned from, from the episodes you're watching. Shout out to my Buy Me A Coffee supporters and everyone in the Discord server. I appreciate y'all. Thanks for being real and always holding it down. Uh, Now, this episode, this episode that you're listening to right now features a great interview with Max from Rider Design Co. He's a pin maker from Colorado, and uh, we get into some interesting topics. We talk about, uh, okay, so creating multiple variants for his pins. Uh, If you go to his website, which uh, link will be in the show notes, He's got all these crazy variants for for a bunch of his pins. So we get into how he kind of figures that out and all the different color schemes, what works well, what doesn't work well, what you have to keep in mind, stuff like that. Uh, He utilizes Facebook groups, which is um, pretty surprising still nowadays, at least for me, you know, uh, speaking as someone who deactivated his Facebook account. Uh, What else? We talk about launching non-pin products like Ida bags, skateboards and stuff like that. Uh, Max also shares some great advice for new pin makers. There's a lot more in this episode, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Enjoy the 39th episode of Pin Pals Podcast, and uh, remember, it's the little things in life. Peace. Welcome to Pin Pals, Max. How's it going? It's going good, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, hell yeah. This has been a long time coming. Um, It's great to finally sit down (laughs) and and, and talk to you. Um, I'm excited. What's going on, dude? Oh man, I'm just chilling. I just got off work for the day. So like I work a day job right now at a printing shop doing pre-pressing graphic designs for them. Um, so yeah, man, I'm just chilling. Just got home, relaxing, just ate some dinner. Ooh, nice. I've been looking forward to this forever, so. <laughs> <laughs> Same here, man. Same here. Um, to tease the listeners or the viewers, anyone watching, um, Max and I have been talking for a while and we actually had planned to do this episode I don't know, back in like August, sometime during the summertime, but stuff happened, you know, life happens and whatnot, but you guys want to stick around to the end because I have some packages um, that Max sent. <laughs> All and sorts gonna, of good stuff. Yeah, it's, it's been so long that Max himself forgets what he sent, um, and I don't know what he said. It's going to be awesome, so make sure you stick around to the end, um, but let's just get right into things. So you mentioned that you're a, you're a graphic designer by day, pin maker by night. Yeah, sort of, something like that. They kind of cross over between each other. Um, So, like, my day job consists of working at a print shop, which is not quite as much graphic design as much it is pre-press, setting stuff up to get printed on fancy digital printers. Um, But, yeah, so I do that during the day, and then I do a lot of freelance design work during my free time, um, and that kind of trickles into the pin stuff. Excuse me. Let me get a drink here. All good. That's pretty cool. Okay, so you have a background. So you probably did you have this like graphic design background uh, before getting this like 
a job at the printing press? Like, is that kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to college for graphic design. Um, cool. Oh, geez, when was that? I don't know, 2014 through 2016. Okay. Um, up in Minneapolis. And so my dream has kind of always been to have my own design company. And I didn't even really get into pinning until maybe like two years ago or so, a little bit over two years. Um, one of my friends from Minneapolis was like, yo, dude, you got to get into pinning. Like your designs and stuff would tra <clears throat> translate great into pins. And I was like, oh, what are, what are pins even about? You know, like I never even heard of pins. And he sent me one. Um, oh, who is it by? A Chris Dyer pin. You ever heard of him? It sounds familiar, but uh... he, he's pretty he's pretty big in the festival scene. His stuff is really trippy, like really crazy line work. Um, so it was a dude skateboarding and you can see I love skating. <laughs> but um, so like I got that from him and I was so intrigued by it. I was like, yo, dude, this is crazy. You could make so many crazy designs. I've already got a catalog of so many designs, you know, but um, once I got that from him by like my ideas just started running wild, you know, I was like, oh, dude, we can do so much crazy stuff. Um, but yeah, that was really the start of the pins for us. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, so was this like, so this must have been like pre-pandemic or during the pandemic that you started making pins or pinning, as you said. Yeah, yeah, I would say probably about then. Maybe just a little bit before was when I started getting into it. So when I started getting into it, it was way more generic. You know, our first pin there was a hundred pins. There was only one color of it. Um, what was your first pin? Here, let me grab one. It was the Dabin Bowser Black Trust. I think I got one left. Would it be in your sold out section of the website? Um, it might be, or else right it's now. probably it's probably way at the bottom. So this is like um, when I first started. I was more interested in doing more like fan art stuff because I saw it as a better opportunity to get you know <laughs> eyes on my artwork. So it's like uh, Bowser. And Blastoise from Pokemon, right? And then the water cannon on his back is like a nail. Ah! <laughs> uh, for yeah, anyone, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, um, how would you describe it? Marijuana culture. Gotta love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We live out in Colorado here, so uh, it, it's more widely accepted, I, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, no. It's uh, it's the dabbing. It's uh, yeah, say but. We'll save that stuff for another podcast, but yeah. But Back anyway, to the first pin, yeah. Um, so what really like uh, my idea was to use fan art to get people's eyes on my art, you know, because I was having a really tough time growing my audience with original artwork. Um, as you can imagine, a lot of people do who don't have a base for themselves. You know, there's a ton of people out there on the internet sharing designs. It's a very tough. Uh, um, I don't know, community to break into, you know. Um, so, yeah, I saw that as an opportunity and what we did, maybe our first two or three pins around designs that, you know, one was like Mario and Mega Man crossed over. Um, you got the Bowser one. What else did we do? I can't remember. But anyway, yeah, so once we had a few people, you know, a following started, then I started transitioning out of that kind of stuff. I'm like, all right, now we're going to go to more original artwork. Um and it's actually worked very great. Yeah, that's awesome. So that was one of the – a lot to unpack with your answer. But well, one of the cool things that I saw just based off like chatting with you, checking out your Instagram, which is uh, the, the grid is – the aesthetic is well done. But like it's a lot of like <laughs> original stuff. <laughs> I could tell. Yeah, like I'm just naturally uh, – 
gravitate towards like good design like that stuff is appealing and, and i notice it and whatnot um but i saw that your stuff was a lot of uh original designs or at least i've never seen them before so it was really cool so it's surprising to hear that you started with um with fan art i guess you knew you had experience you know being in the design world you kind of knew that like fan art sells a little bit more but the way you oh, yeah. approached it was a like a strategic thing, you know, a little Definitely. bit of your style with the fan art. And then you just, you know, after X amount of releases slowly faded away from that. And just now you're pretty much like all original design stuff. Yeah, for sure. I, I can't even remember the last thing that we made was a fan art. I actually, I was just thinking the other day that we should make something just to kind of kick it back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, That's really all cool. original stuff. Uh, another big thing we've been trying to focus on too this year, as far as like originality, um, not just for myself, but uh, is working with other artists as far as like collaborations. Trying to do stuff like where we're taking drawings and passing them back and forth. You know, someone draws half of it and passes it to me. I draw the other half. That I pass it back. They revise it. You know, it goes back and forth six or seven times, and you end up with something that's you never would have thought of, you know? Oh, so. that's pretty cool. That's a yeah. fun way to, uh, I don't know. Just, it's like an ad lib, but for drawing. See yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fun to like have, like draw something, give it over to somebody else. And then they kind of turn it into their style, you know? Yeah. yeah so it definitely keeps it super original. Hell yeah. I love it. Uh, and I get flashes of like, um, so I'm a big Ninja Turtle fan, obviously. <laughs> Uh, um, so like I think about the the workflow between like the co-creators Kevin Eastman and and Peter Lair they would just kind of alternate between the the penciling the inking the lettering the coloring and all that stuff where a lot of their stuff is just like mixed and mashed and you can kind of tell who's had more influence over what process yeah. and stuff like that and it's just really cool to see how these characters kind of evolve by the two of them adding like their own uh, paint strokes here and there and, and whatnot so that's kind of cool and it just helps keep the creative juices going so um, yeah totally and not only that dude but it also helps grow each other's audiences i've had a handful of collaborations so far that once we start like teasing the pen or we'll do like stickers or t-shirts sometimes but here this one's actually a collaboration we just did um but once we start like you know leaking stuff out it's, you see like mass influxes of people joining your group or coming to your instagram so it's like we're all just helping each other right yeah well at the end of the day yeah 100 percent. so uh your first pin the, that bowser dabbing pin um did you have like an audience already for it? Like, how did you go about trying to sell oh, it? Man. What was that process like? So I actually, a lot of our stuff, uh, our sales come from like all online, dude. I don't really do any in-person sales. I know that you're a fan of going for like pin expos and, you know, <laughs> conventions and stuff like that, which I love too. Um, but as we kind of said before, like when I was starting to get into the scene, it was like pandemic time. And so there wasn't a huge opportunity. And I'm from the Midwest. I live in Denver now. Um, but uh, I was living in Iowa, which the art and design scene in Iowa is not like crazy popping or anything. <laughs> um, nothing against it, but it, it's not as, as wild as some other places. It's not New places. York. It's not Yeah, LA. exactly. Exactly. Um, so a lot of it was all just resorting to like Facebook and Instagram marketing, um, which really Facebook is our biggest one. Um, our Facebook group has grown 
like crazy fast, dude. It's cool. Really? Yeah. I, are you on our Facebook group? I'm not sure. Dude, I just deactivated my Facebook account. <laughs> <laughs> I get that all the time, dude. I'm like, you on Facebook? And people are like, oh, no, I don't use Facebook. I'm like, oh, shit. That's all it's right. It's tough, but I it's know hard. that, like, I know Facebook groups are a thing and they're thriving. Yeah, yeah, and, for sure. Um, especially within, like, like the festival pin yeah, community. Yeah, I've seen that's that. where it's huge be a huge thing yes talk to me a little bit about that and, and what that world is like it's very interesting um so i'm not like person i'm not personally a huge festival guy i never grew up going to festivals or like going to a, live, a lot of live music or anything like that um so it's never been something that like drove me crazy wild to go to you know go party yeah. or, like go festival or anything um so, like, really when I started getting into the pins, I was more interested in the festival, like, type pins, that type of community, because it seems like the artwork is just way more originality, I, I don't know, I found. And the artists are doing a lot more crazy stuff with their pins. Like, here, let me just show you one. It's just, like, Dude, Crazy doesn't even begin to cut Dude, it. In, I feel like... These these festival pins, and I don't want to categorize it into like festival pins. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Either. But like, yeah, that's exactly what you think of. You just think They're of just like nuts, dude. Intricate, the details crazy, crazy details. Yeah. What is that cool rainbow stuff. plated too? That looked awesome. Yeah, it's got the anodized plated. What that is huge that I've noticed in like the people who like the festival scene. People like they all love the rainbow plated stuff too, which is like uh, most of the crowd that we have like accumulated because that's like what we're doing is way more original. We're trying to do more intricate stuff. I found that that always sells better. Um, you know, the more crazy detailed that you can go with it, the more people are intrigued by it. Um, it does translate well into like a physical medium, like that kind of like those kind of styles and that aesthetic. It especially with like a soft enamel pin, you can get all like the oh yeah grooves and and, and you can feel and it. You, you can hold it. It's so cool as opposed to like having a print on your wall. Like yeah, prints are cool or like a big painting's cool, but like when you can hold it and feel like you said the grooves in it or like if it's got just insane line work, you're like, well, I'm just gonna wear this on my shirt or something like. Yeah. You don't really get to wear your artwork around. So talk to me. So, uh, okay, another cool thing that, like, I loved about your shop is your approach to, like, variants and creating limited edition colorways and stuff like that. What's your what's your strategy behind that? Like, where do you get the inspiration to come up with these, like, colorways and, and stuff like that? Because a lot of it's just, like, wild, man. So cool. <laughs> thanks dude yeah so um I, I don't know i always have trouble narrowing down the variants because like once i get i always design in black and white first you know just to make sure it translates into a pin um because you know the, the way the cells are all set up I, if you've ever i do you ever design mini pins uh less than an inch is the smallest one i made gotcha um, but you, yeah, you understand the concept of how all the oh, cells, yeah, yeah. they have to, a lot of people who like, don't like, aren't like natural designers have trouble grasping the concept of like, dude, you have to have vector line work so it can all be split apart, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, sorry, where was I going with that? I lost my train of thought there. 
No, I'm just uh, like the strategy behind uh, just creating all these different variants. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I always design black and white. Um, and then what happens is I end up making a million variants. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I just have a bunch of colors, you know, like, because once you get done with the artwork, it's like, oh, now what, what can we do with this? You know, there's a million different, you know, yeah, like a big one for us is always like Skeletor. We do a ton of Skeletor variants for Masters of the Universe um, or yeah. else. A lot of times I'll kind of like look at what the design is um, and just think of like what would a colorway be related to that, you know. So like uh, we got one that's like a strawberry that's like a skull. The skull is like a strawberry. And so you have like one where it's like all red and the inside of his eyes are kind of like light green, you know. Um, I think that one might be in the sold out tab. But yeah. Yeah, no, these are really cool. I'm looking at the up and smoke one. Um, oh yeah and then the, the anodized too so that one is like um the anodized and the pastel i've found so like that purpley pastel base yeah. um those are just always the like the best sellers the hardest hitters so i oh. i try to always make some of those of whatever design we're making even if it's not really relevant to the design you know yeah people, no. people tend to gravitate towards it it's a nice color one especially the rainbow plating People will go crazy for that one. Yeah. So how, like, do you have any issues with your manufacturer when it comes to, like, producing these? Because it seems very intricate, like, uh, just making sure you got all the colors correct and, and, and stuff like that. Like, I'm looking at the, the I, th I might be pronouncing this wrong, uh, Diamondite throne oh the di the diamond throne it's yeah. so, so it's so that one is our, this collaboration that we just recently did um with uh blue gray she's out of up out of michigan her name is rachel um and so that is like our reference is like we were a uh, referencing like a biblically accurate angel and that then passing <laughs> the design back and forth and so that's where that design comes from um but yeah, dude, we really don't have much trouble with our manufacturer. Right here. Wow, geez, that's a lot bigger oh, than yeah, what I thought they're, it was. They're, they're huge. They're huge. They're like I think they're three and three quarters inches big. Um, so like it, it it gets they get up there when you start getting a uh, more detail. Um, just because, like you said, once you get so tiny, you can you can only go so small. Um, but yeah, man, we, we had to weed through a couple manufacturers when I first started, um, but I came across this one lady, I don't know, we've been working with her for like at least a year and a half, um, and she crushes it. She actually, so she, when we got in contact with her, she was like brand new, like setting up like her own kind of branch of, I'm not sure if you like know how like the manufacturer stuff all works over there, but it's like. Talk to me. Explain it. Give it. Give me the lowdown or whatever you feel comfortable sharing. <laughs> so, a lot. They really all kind of work together. Like, there's only a certain amount of people that do certain things, and then there's like a lot of them are really just reps, right? Having their own like uh, branch that they're trying to start up. I don't know if you call it a branch um, exactly, but so it's really the biggest thing is finding somebody who is like has good conver uh like conversation skills because like they all talk chinese you know um so make sure they're like good at understanding english because if they're not it's it's really tough to communicate when you're trying to make changes mm -hmm. or can you can you switch this around blah 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 it's like 
if they don't understand, they keep getting it wrong, and that's super frustrating. Or that like the pins will show up at your doorstep and they'll be wrong, you know, and that's nothing worse than that because it's like, oh, we're gonna, you know, wait four weeks to send them back and get them remade. Yep. Um, but yeah, so we weeded out a couple, and she's just absolutely crushed out of the park, dude. She said that we were her first client, and so she's <laughs> like, yeah, so she's like treated us with like the highest dignity. Um, Hell yeah. And we're, we're super fortunate to get to work with her because she's got super fast turnaround times. Um, you know, every once in a while I'll go out and get quotes from other people and compare it just to see what everything is looking like. And she normally crushes everybody. <laughs> so I'm really not complaining. Um, I have heard quite a few people lately complaining about the prices of their manufacturer costs. And I just kind of sit over here like, do, do, do. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah we're, do we're um, doing all right hell yeah well, you love to hear that um yeah it's cool yeah that's funny my one of my uh manufacturers who i've been working with i, I kind of work with two one's been like my, my legacy that's a manufacturer, good idea. and another has just been like <laughs> gotta have my options you know like that's gotta have a couple people. options ready to go and stuff like Always. that but like they're not only continuing the conversation immediately through email, but every now and then they'll like Instagram DM me. Oh and yeah, be like hey, what's up? And it's like they'll send me production photos through there sometimes. And I'm like, all right, this is cool. Like I can totally tell. Like you're really trying to like keep my business and stuff like that. Like yeah. these manufacturers, <laughs> a but lot see, of the times there are bots and stuff like that, but they're really diving into the community and and like they're really trying to like win your business like <laughs> dude seriously there are so many of them like so through advertising through facebook i get like tons <laughs> of direct messages from manufacturers like please let us give you a quote and like dude they are so freaking persistent they'll message you a thousand times you say you say mean stuff to them and they'll be like oh please let me give you a quote <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, all right, go for it. See what see what you can do. But a lot of it, um, I want to touch <laughs> upon bad. that first point. It, it does come down to the communication um, and whether or not they can understand you. And, and we've talked about that before on the podcast. So we won't dive too much into it. But that's awesome that you have that, especially with like your pins, which seem pretty uh, intricate. Um, yeah, it was. So the first one that we did. Um, if you go to the sold out page, there's one that's like a, a collaboration with Cody Isbell. Um, and it's like a crab. It's per, That was like the most intricate one that we had done at the time. And that was the first like pin that I gave her to take a stab at. And so it was like, I was super, super nervous the whole time. I was in production, you know, because this guy was much bigger than me at the time. You know, I really had like no name for myself. And I was like, dude, this pin could like, you know, put us on the map, get us some following. And I'm like sending out it, <laughs> sending it out to a new manufacturer I've never even tested or anything. I was like, whatever, we'll just roll the dice. She's got great prices. Most of her pictures she sent looked good. Um, <laughs> and the person that I was like using before was failing me miserably, so I was kind of in a pinch. <laughs> yeah. Get it, pinch crab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no pun intended. Waka waka. Now you totally did that on purpose. I love it. Um. Let's see. What do you use to design your pins? Are you uh, like an iPad dude, Illustrator, paper and pencil? Uh, I use Illustrator and my keyboard and mouse, baby. Keyboard yeah. and mouse combo. You know it. 
I'm yeah, gonna... a lot a lot of times I'll kind of like sketch stuff out and then just like airdrop pictures to my computer. So, you know, like just turn the opacity down and work with that. Um, so a combination of sketching and illustrator, but a lot of illustrator. Nice. I love illustrator. Uh, I have a love-hate relationship. Well, it's not so bad anymore, but in the beginning, man, trying to make that pen tool your bitch, so tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just trying to figure out how the curvature all works and stuff. Once you Just get it down, a though, feel for it. Yeah, once you get yeah. it down, oh man, it is beautiful and you can work you know, so fast. Yep, you really can. So fast. Um, but I, I love the convenience and the ease of just like the 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 using the iPad Procreate and just kind of like leaving the computer and just kind of yeah. switching it up and switching your environments. I think that's kind of yeah, I like that too. Play a part in creativity. Oh yeah, I couldn't agree more with that, dude. Like sometimes, so I got I have the iPad and Apple Pencil as well. And sometimes, like if I'm traveling, take it with you. You know, and you're like if you have to fly or something. Like you said, it's cool to just be in a different environment. Like be able to just sketch on technology. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't have to whip out a pen and paper. It's all um, just uploaded straight to the cloud. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. It's all backed up into the cloud. <laughs> Um, Max, if someone came up to you and, and they're like, I kind of want to make pins, what advice would you give them? Oh, dude. So I actually, kind of a tough question. So I used to do a lot of helping other people make pins. I would design for other people, not only design, but I would also, I don't you call it middleman because I, I don't give out my manufacturer to anybody. But our prices are good enough that we can normally help people out and still be, beat other people's prices and, you know, turn times really fast. And so for the longest time, I was helping other people make pins and um, I kind of got out of it. I had like one or two run-ins with people that were like super rude and, and did like some really uncalled for stuff. Um, and so I, after that point, I was kind of just like... I'm not, it's not even worth the headache, you know, like we're doing enough making designs and selling pins. I'm a one man show. So mm -hmm. I'll drop that and pick up a couple more designs a month or something, you know? Um, but otherwise I would say, I, I don't want to say come to me, but otherwise I would say <laughs> go, just go, go on Facebook and infiltrate any large pin group, like a uh, pin and art world, I think is one or like pin and pin and art marketplace and literally just make a post. I'm looking for a pin manufacturer and you will get tons of responses <laughs> from manufacturers. Um, yeah, I would say check out online resources. Hell yeah. Like there's, Facebook. there's so many Facebook groups. I remember pin nation. Being yeah. Like pin nation's one. huge too. Pin nation for sure. <laughs> and yeah, you make one pin you make one post requesting a manufacturer and uh rest in peace inbox yeah. exactly yep that's all you gotta do <laughs> and but a lot yes. of times they'll take care of like the um the like designing you know they'll take like your sketch yeah. and stuff like that and they'll kind of do all that stuff but the thing yep. is you just kind of have to just make sure your communication super clear and you got to like double check everything because a lot of the times when you have someone take like a drawing or an idea and like vectorize it to create like the, the artwork for it. Could be some certain things that like might not yeah. translate or that get missed and stuff like that. So yes, totally. So one thing that I would say is a big difference between like hiring somebody who's actually 
like train to make your vector art like a legit designer and going to just a manufacturer and because a lot of times they'll give you vectors for free just based you could literally just sketch something on a piece of paper send them a picture and be like hey i want to pin this and they'll be like all right here's your artwork back for free you just have to buy the pin you know um but like i've found one of the biggest differences the just the line work um trying to see if you can tell on this one like the depths and thicknesses of the lines it's very important for us you know to try and keep the detail of like what the actual art is you know when you're translating it especially if it's like based off of you know sometimes we'll do collaborations where we are turning somebody's maybe like fine painting into a vector you know kind of putting our vector spin on it and then turning it into a pin from there and so it's like you want to try and keep the certain elements that they have based off of you know what does their line work look like or like all that different stuff um and you know a lot of times if you send this to a manufacturer you'll just get it'll all be one point lines you know looking exactly the same no definition no thick outlines or anything like that um and it really makes it lose a lot of character if you ask me. 100%. It's something that I've learned throughout the years and just and make sure, uh, you know, when you're – I mean, that's kind of like a almost like a – I don't want to say it's like a basic design principle, but it's like a it's, – it's very early on creating depth within your image and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, totally. And a lot of the manufacturers don't really care about that. I've learned, too, that you really have to push on them because a lot of times they rework your vectors even if you send them – you can send them Illustrator files. You send them, like, fine PDFs that they can transfer into whatever, and they'll uh, they'll remake it. And like I said, they'll just make it all, like, the same line width. I have had a lot of trouble with that working with other manufacturers. I'm like – I'll put it like in the beginning of my email and at the end of my email, do not change the line work in all caps. <laughs> and it comes back changed and I'm like, all right, done with you. Goodbye. Yep. <laughs> no more time for that. Proofs before payment, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Definitely. Um, it, double check your proofs. Triple check your proofs. For real. <laughs> for real. Oh, and double check your Pantone color codes and stuff like that. Make sure you're picking it out and – uh, if yeah. you're not picking it out, double check what your manufacturer picked out because a lot of yeah, the times, keep that Pantone book on you. Bam, there you go. Um, have you found success on any other like social media platform like TikTok or, or Reddit or anything like that? Dude, no, I need to break into that for sure. I like really all I've focused on is growing our Facebook group for like the last two years and so like really the first like year and a half was all about like growing the facebook group and um like i've worked a day job most most of the time that i've had the business as well so it's like the business funds itself i don't have to be like dumping in money from somewhere else or taking money from the business to pay my bills um <clears throat> and so it's um shit, sorry. hell yeah dude you got 2600 members in your facebook group <laughs> yeah dude yeah so it, it's Hell yeah it's been a lot of time trying to grow the facebook group and then like this last year has all been um trying to collaborate with other artists kind of like i said earlier um so probably going forward into 23 it's going to be looking for new avenues of where can we find new people to bring to our group whether that's like you said, TikTok or another social media, or if it's in person, I'm thinking in person, um, you know, what living you, out here in Colorado. 
Hell yeah. Oh yeah, there's probably uh, a huge a art ton scene. of venues and stuff. Yeah, all sorts of different shows that you can go check out. What are you doing to like nurture the Facebook group? Do you just you just keep posting on there or like like what are you doing to like satisfy that community? Yeah, so we we do a lot in the Facebook group, whether it's me or one of my admins. I've got a couple of really, really good admins that care a lot about the group. Actually, um, like the people who are the admins are the ones who encouraged me to ever even start the group. If it weren't for them, shout out to my admins. Um, there would be no group. Um, and so we really just try and keep people intrigued, whether it be like posting teasers of what's the next big thing, you know, if it's like a new product. Um, we do a lot of like, we'll do really crazy back stamps on our pins. Um, uh, sometimes they'll have like ink and glow even on the back. And so like we'll post teasers of the backs of the pins because like most of the time it, it's not the full design. It might just be like one key element of the design and then our logos and stuff on the back. Um, so just always posting stuff to, pe- to keep people intrigued. Uh, we do a lot of deals and stuff there too, um, whether it be like half price pins, um, like two for one type stuff. Buy this, get that for a cheaper rate. You know. Um, Hell yeah! Oh yeah. man, I just got excited to open up the pins. Uh, I love when I see pins that have. Uh, yeah. Just gonna say, I love when when the the back stamp has like ink or something like that. Like I, I have a couple that have that, and I don't know how much extra that costs. I've never really explored it. Maybe I should explore it, but I always just found it to be like a nice little. Dude, I feel like it makes them seem so much more like next level professional when yeah. you have like a, a crazy cool back stamp with some ink on it. It's like, yeah. whoa, the back is a pin too. Or I've seen, actually, I think I saw you post something on one of your social medias where it was like the post was on the front of the pen. It was like like Jesus or something. Well, I guess by the time that this interview comes out, that was, um, (laughs) so I met up with Pin Lord, uh, the the Instagram Uh, account Pin Lord, interviewed him and uh, he's moving to Australia. So he sent me, he pretty much gifted me his entire pin collection. A lot of the pins that he's like collected and made throughout the past eight years, and I was digging through it, and I found a bunch of those, and I'm like, oh my gosh, they actually made him into the pin lord. But instead of the heart, it's the pin back on the front of it. That's so funny. Yeah, I, I dude, I thought for a long time I was, I thought it would be really innovative to do something like that too. I was like, what if you could think of a design where it could be functional both ways, or like maybe the post is like technically part of the design, like. I don't know, something where, like, they had spikes on it or something, you know? I, I love pins that have, uh, like, movement to it or just, like, I don't yeah. know, just, just take it to the next level. I think, um, who is it? Steez McGee's. I don't think he's making pins anymore, but he had a, a Tina twerking pin. And he needed to, like, it was, like, three molds in one just to make that bitch twerk. Uh, that's <laughs> funny. See, I, I've wanted to do something like that, but I've refrained because multiple molds makes it so expensive. And I'm like, dude, I feel like if I did something like that, it would just be <laughs> dumb and stupid and it wouldn't sell good. I'd dump yeah. a bunch of money into it and then have all these pins and be like... 100%. But that's a dude who, who, who had a vision and like saw it through. I love like, it. I think he went through like one or two different versions of it too so it might have been double the amount of molds just to get that right like that's that's worth listening if anyone's like curious on how to make pins that move and stuff like that but enough of that let's get into the first box that you sent over 
we got two packages. This is yes. Let's see what lies within. One of two. <laughs> Sloppy Joe's. A really big sticker. Oh, a bunch of stickers. All right. We make a ton of stickers. So every everything that we pin, there is. 95% of the time, there will be a sticker that matches it. Um, and most of the time, I don't really sell the stickers. So when we sell our pins, we like almost always sell them as blind bags, which means you don't know what variant you're going to get. Um, since all of the pins are different limited edition numbers, um, the different variants you know are different limited edition numbers. If it sells out really fast and it's really sought after, it might be worth like a, a different value on the aftermarket. So I like to give everybody an even chance of getting the even LEs, you know, if that That's makes sense. so cool. Yeah, I know that, that makes 100% sense. It um, it doesn't know it doesn't always work out in theory because they don't always sell out. But you know what I mean. So like a lot of times, if something doesn't sell out, we might down the road change it to like pick your variant. You know. Um, but otherwise, like it, it like I get into the issue where so many people are like DMing me and like messaging me on Facebook, like let me buy this pin color, and it's like everybody wants that one, and it's like ah, there's only so many. You know, I'm sorry, but it just has to be a blind bag. I get that too. It's the I, only way for it to be fair. One hundred percent. Um I I deal with the same struggles. People DMing me for like some of my blind bag pins and I'm like Sorry guys, gotta keep it fair. Um, yeah, exactly. But so we throw stickers in with our blind bags to help dude, encourage people to go for them. This these stickers are uh th there's like a, a raised oh, element yeah. to them. You these like this nice. that so that's a, a raised Premium. a UV spot gloss, yeah. So Woo! our stick our sticker guy absolutely crushes it. He literally goes by sticker guys. Shout out sticker guys. Shout out um, sticker guys. This is shout awesome. out sticker guys. Um, actually, oh, dude, here, let me show you. I don't know how well you'll be able to see this because it's on my iPad, but he's making these skateboards for me right now. Um, and it's just a logo board. And this is just a sample for myself that I'm going to hang on my wall. But the whole thing is spot glossed on it. So, like, it's got our logo on it. And then see all the X's? Those are all, all, all the X's are raised spot gloss. Ooh. That, so it'll be like textured. That's like a nice premium looking. Damn. I see myself in the reflection of your <laughs> iPad. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I'm super excited to get that. I think he was like dropping that in the mail to me today. So I was hoping it was going to be here, but that's all right. Uh, we'll have to have a part two then. Exactly. Uh, dude. Yeah, what all is in there? There's a lot of stuff in here. Holy cow. <laughs> oh my God. Holy cow. All right. I'm just going to start holding stuff. Dude, this is like one of everything. Holy shit. We make a lot of pins. Love the bracelets. Oh, bracelets. Yeah, yeah. So bracelets is kind of like my take on, on business cards, dude. Um, I'll load up on bracelets before I go out for the day or whatever I'm doing. Um and then when I'm talking to people, you know, shooting shit, giving them my, the pitch on my business instead of a business card, because everybody freaking throws away the business card, give them a bracelet. It's got my, I don't think that one has my phone number because that was the first version, but now they got my, my phone number and the business name. So here, come follow my uh, Facebook or whatever, Instagram. That's give us a call if you have any designs. The business name is the website name. So it all, it's all one and the same. It all works out. I usually just will rock pins, like extra pins, and I'll just pop one off or something. Give like them that. to but people. Yeah, I, I do like that this too. Idea. This is very cool. 
Uh, oh my God, this pin, eighty-eight of a hundred. This question mark. Oh yeah, so that one. That's that was rad. that was one that somebody commissioned me to do. So if you look on the back, Father Tyne, he goes by. His last name is Tyne. I think is how you pronounce it. Um, but so he, that was he was um what was he's some show with Tipper. You know who Tipper is? Yeah. Um, so it was a Tipper show, and so he was like wanted me to make that design. He's like, oh, I want you to make a mushroom or a question mark out of mushrooms. Just however you see fit, where the bottom is a uh, what is that red mushroom called? I always forget. It's super popular. Oh, but I don't know. But super Mario mushroom. Be on, be on, yeah, Super Mario mushroom. <laughs> Beyond the point. And so then I, I just did the design for him, and he went and got the pins made. Um, and then I bought a couple off of him because, like, everything I make for other people, I try and get my hands on. I've got like a small board of just all commission designs I've done for other people. Hell yeah. And like the cool thing is like this is a decent pin. What this is probably like three inches, two two to three inches or something like that. But there's like weight to it. Like I've held pins before and they feel light, oh, yeah. and thin and cheap. Like this does not there's one, there's weight to it, but two, I don't don't know if you can see this too well, but there's like a, an impression stamp on the back <laughs> uh right there. Yeah. Which is really cool. It's like a little spoon or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's Whatever. <laughs> I love uh, it. Okay, uh, let's go on to some of these pins. Yeah. So that the one in your right hand, that little tiki mask, that was all in. In oh, sorry, I might I might be switched around. Um, but his mouth, so that is our old logo, the RDC. I used to be, like, when I came out of college, um, like, I already kind of had a vision for the company, but I didn't know it was going to go into pins. Um, and I was, like, obsessed with graffiti at the time. And so the it might be kind of hard to read because it's, like, in graffiti style, um, which was the trouble that I ran into with the logo. So many people were like, what does this even say? And I'm like, oh, if you could read, like, graffiti letters you know then you would yep. just look at it and be like oh i i see but not that many people you know commonly read graffiti letters so finally i was like all right we need to switch the logo to something way more refined you know super crisp now um but yeah that was the idea behind that one it's just, the logo's his teeth i think that it glows in the dark too i can't remember that oh, one's like sick i think that was the second pin that we ever put out that one was the only variant that one's really cool. Dude, I'm getting lost in the sauce right now. Um, <laughs> this ace. Yeah, the back of that one's got ink on it. Oh, and my God, yeah. It glows, too, I think. Ooh, yeah, so cool that, 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 one's a, that one's a collaboration um, with Ryan. Oh, God, I don't want to butcher his last name. Like, Feb, Febrion? Febrion? Yeah. yeah. He's, F- a, he's on R-F- Instagram. So a lot of times, dude, what I do when I like look for new collaborations um, is I'll just go on Instagram and like I have two different Instagram accounts, a personal and the business one. And so the business one only follows other designers and, you know, people who I think make cool art. And I will go and like seek out people who I think make really cool shit and just like DM them and comment on all their stuff like, hey, come and make a pin with us um, until I get their attention. And then uh, it goes, collaborations go all over the board, man. Like I said earlier, sometimes we pass drawings back and forth. Sometimes I have a concept. Sometimes they have a concept. It could go anyway. I love it. 
So I'm, I'm always trying to bring other artists that don't know about pinning into pinning, you know? Um, Getting them hooked. You're yeah, pinning. exactly. Because it's, it's so cool, I, I think, as a designer. Like, that, I was so intrigued, you know, because I was like, wow, I can, like, bring my designs to life in a new way, you know? And so I think when other designers kind of see it, they're like, oh, shit, they think the same thing. Like, I have so many designs and ideas already. Yeah, baby, we're grooming the next generation of pin makers. <laughs> exactly, dude. We need to get more people into it. <laughs> so this, this one here, I'm going to show you this one. This one was like that exact concept. I went and found this dude in Barcelona. And so this guy designs playing cards. Dude, that's right? the one I was going to bring up next. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Yo. So, so he, he's all geometric. And yeah, so this guy is like known for designing playing cards and like having all these weird geometric like characters and stuff um and yeah like obviously like i said i, I love skating man um so like i'm always looking for new skating designs and i was like dude this would be a sick two-piece pin you know um yeah. i don't have i don't have very many two-piece pins but i think they're kind of cool it's it's called epic fail so it's like he's falling and his board's going wherever he can go however you want Exactly. That's the cool thing about it. But I love that geometric. Uh, it's so it's, something you don't see in a pin very often. Like 100%. ever. It's very cool. Um, I got two of 35. Epic. Film. Nice. Epic I love it. Um, this was another cool pin too. This one's, it might be small in nature, but I really Taka like how clean the back. Yeah, that one's tattered on me, dude. Oh, nice. <laughs> The uh the the subtle color in, in the back is just white. yeah that that one I've kind nice. of had troubles with to be honest like you you can see the way that the posts are attached it is it looks different than normally and I don't know why they did that if it's just because it was so tiny but I've had a lot of them break so um, I kept them in my shop but I took the price down and anytime anybody ever bought one I gave them like three of them I just lo <laughs> loaded them up I'm like it's probably gonna break eventually so we'll just give them a few <laughs> yeah it's one of those pins Ooh, okay yeah. so we got a couple other cool ones let's just do we'll do this one little mushroom dude yeah so that guy um rainbow plated with the OE stamp on the back Dude, they messed that one up. They butchered it. Look at so see on the top how it says the L-E-X-X? -X? Normally when I send them my artwork, I put a spot on because I give them the black and white version. <laughs> and then I give them all the other ones and they stamped it on there. And I was like, think, why would you do that? But oh, whatever. Man. Small That's... mishap. It was only that one variant though. I don't know why. Damn. That sucks. But it's, uh, it's, a, it's a really cool pin. Thanks, dude. So that one actually was um, – there's another version of it where it's like he's not dead, if that makes sense. Yeah. Did I give uh, you that one? Uh, I, honestly, I don't even I remember the names of my pins, dude. There's so many. The mushroom any other one that looks like it. I have to send you one, dude. So here, check this out. It was like this guy. Oh, yeah. I definitely don't have that. That's and then cool. so, so then it's like this was the one that we released first and this was like our first really really big hit that was like not a knockoff of somebody uh or like a, not a knockoff but like a bootleg designer if you will i got you. um or a collaboration with somebody else it was like the first thing that was like just an original that i whipped up and it, it like sold out super fast so i was like oh man dude like we're kind of 
turning into like having a big audience that likes um like skeletons and skulls and stuff and Hell so i was yeah. like we're gonna have to make a dead version of him of course or he's Speaking just a skeleton of, oh, we got two more with uh yeah you'll see dude skeletons are all over our stuff i don't know what gravitates me to them but they're cool they're man just bad. they're just badass they look well on pins but these in particular man uh they look great it's like hard enamel finish oh it's so it's got epoxy on top of it it's That's got an epoxy it okay, finish okay. yeah and so actually we've done i just gotta show you one here give me just one second yeah. regarding epoxy these are clean uh-oh taking something off the wall <laughs> So I love epoxy, dude. Like I think that it's just like the cleanest finish ever. It's it's tough to decide what you want, but like I kind of have recently gotten into doing epoxy windows. So see, like you can see through the see Ooh. the top of the gumball machine. Yeah, I don't know if you can see like. Yeah, no, I see it. Finger. That's cool. Um, but yeah, so they cut it out and then they just epoxy within there and do like a window. So like this one's not mine. This is just an example of a massive epoxy window. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's kind of cool. That is very cool. But yeah, dude, so um, what, what, what you can do too with epoxy that's really cool um, is you can screen print on top of it. A lot of people don't really get into that either. Um, I'm trying to think. I know we did one pin that was screen printed. I can't even remember what it was. It was so long ago. Um, but... We have a really, really cool new collaboration coming up that's going to have screen print on it. So, hell yeah, it'll, it'll be um, epic. One of the past guests, Coolectric uh, Creations, he has a couple like really rad Star Wars pins um, where he'll screen print on hard enamel pins, but it'll be like fifteen layers of different colors. Like it's oh insane. really insane. One hundred percent. That's cool. Insane. Colors look cool. But uh, he he revealed to me like the production cost of it. I'm like, oh damn, yeah, you're you're paying for 15 screens. Yeah, I'd expect that. Holy, yeah, God. that's crazy. I the most I think I've ever seen is like seven colors screen printed, and I thought that was crazy. It was like it was pretty cool yeah. though. It it was on top of an all white pin, and then all the colors were like the colors of the rainbow. So it popped like crazy though. That's so cool. But, uh, yeah. All right, let's get into that second package. There's so yeah, many good stuff. I'm gonna have to. You're gonna have to check out the Instagram page at Pin Pals Podcast. Uh, by the time this is out, I'll have posted everything in a nice little <laughs> fancy photo. Um, so at the time, you sent me another package because this was this was bleh, supposed to be um, kind of like a, a marketing thing where episode would come out and you would announce, you know, like a new pin or, or whatever. So. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that didn't work out. That's but, okay. Um, we're happens. still gonna have a lot of fun here. Oh, this is cool. I don't. What is this? Ooh, clean. Oh, dude, it still can be a marketing thing. I haven't released that yet. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, <laughs> to everybody watching, those will be coming out early twenty three. <laughs> the hearts. One is, the the hearts out, are right? out. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That one's called Till Death. Um. Wait, this one's till death. Yep, that one's till death. This is cool. Um, a heart. You can see the rib cage for anyone who's listening. Um, highly recommend you just hit pause on your podcast player and jump over to YouTube so you can see all these pins because these are uh, incredible. 
But... Thanks, dude. And if you have a UV light too, those ones with the pink base, the color that we use for our pink base is like crazy UV reactive. Um, so hit it with a UV light and it'll hell yeah, like okay. you're in a different world or something. Uh, we have two of these soon to be released pins. Yeah, so that's like uh, fire and ice, maybe like heaven and hell type shit there you got going on. Um, these are awesome. Thanks, dude. The silver came out really good on those. They're super, super shiny chrome. Um, super. I, is it is it like glowing right now? It might not be because your light's not UV, but like during the daytime, if you have those outside, the ones that have the white layer on the bottom um, or the white base of ink, the white is so like UV reactive that it looks green during the daytime because it just starts glowing like so brightly. Oh, I got a light right here. Let me just. But yeah, the the sun really does. Oh it like yeah, crazy. dude. Yeah, they're crazy. Well, yeah, I don't know if you're gonna be able to see it. <laughs> I That's saw okay. it glow. Holy cow! Hey, get some UV light on them, and they'll go crazy. Hell yeah! Oh, and these are artist proofs too. APs. They're stamped on the back. Yeah. That's so I, I remember I saw I gave you the artist proofs because I hadn't sorted through the pins yet. So normally what I'll do is when I get all the pins in, I go through and I quality check all of them to make sure they're all good, and then I will. A lot of times sort them into like the first 10 not even 10 maybe like the first seven we'll all put the sets aside and then we'll have a handful of sets available um so how's kind of saying about the blind bags some people are committed enough that they would rather just buy the whole set you know um and a lot of times if you buy the set you save like 20 bucks something like that mm -hmm. 20 25 bucks um but we'll do it just really depends on whatever the lowest limited edition number is, you know, because if the lowest limited edition is 10, then I'll do, you know, only like three or four sets. That way there's a handful of them in the blind bags still. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, you're like, I'm curious, is the artist proof like so are you getting like a couple samples sent to you before a bunch <laughs> no, of them are no, made? No, dude. They don't even <laughs> send me them before. Like that's what they should be doing uh, <laughs> with them. But no, like uh, they always just throw them in the box all together and your artist proofs are with your pins. And Hell yeah. It's, re it's really just something for you to keep up. Most of the time I hold on to my artist proofs until everything is all shipped out once the drop happens. So that way, if there's any like shipping mishaps or if something gets something or somebody gets something that's damaged, you know, we have some replacements um, instead of just being empty handed and having to refund people. Love it. Uh, and the last pin, there was four in the second package. I don't know if this has come out yet, but I've just been getting lost in looking at it. Oh, yeah. So that one was a pre-order a while ago. We did... Um, we did like a regular drop of it. It's got the coffee beans on the back too. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is that are those orange or purple? These are like a purple, like a magenta purple. All right, cool, cool. There yeah. was one there was one variant that they messed them up and made them orange, but yeah, so we did like a regular drop of that and it sold out super quick and there was like a ton of people demanding more and so I was like, "All right, we're going to make a a new variant with a rainbow plating because we didn't do that in the regular one and Everyone loves the rainbow, so we opened it as a pre-order for like a week or two. And dude, there was a ton of pre-orders. There, I think there was like 150 pre-orders of that. Multiple people ordered multiple of them. A lot of people use them as gifts for coffee drinkers. 
This yeah. is such a giant pin, but it's so cool. It's so clean to the design. I have a love hate relationship with giant pins. Like I, I really, <laughs> I love them so much for collecting them and like looking at the detail in them. It's so cool. But I really like when I first started getting into pinning. I really liked them for wearing them on my hat, you know. So when you get like giant pins, it can be inconvenient. Um, but that's why we got bags. Should we talk about the bags? Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um, one transition into that is it's cool to see pin makers evolve (laughs) into, uh, going into other different products and stuff like that. Um, Ita bags are a huge thing and predominantly I've seen a lot of like, um, female pin shops make them and they're cute. Um, very colorful, (laughs) a lot of like Disney focused that like, that's where I've seen it. That's just what I've seen. Um, but scrolling through your shop, I saw that you had Ita bags, um, among with like a, skateboards and like a bunch of other products, um, tell me about branching out into uh, Ita bags and you know stuff that's not pins. Yeah, so the bags was, I think the bags was like the first thing that we did that was non-pins. Um, but I mean, it's still pin related. So what it is is it's got this clear PVC pouch on the outside, um, and then there's a little insert that goes inside of it that you can take out here oh okay and then you stick your pins on there so then once you get your pins like if you're like walking around you know like out in public maybe you're at a show or something you know and you've got your pins on you you don't want it to fall off your hat and you don't want it to get like scuffed up if you brush up against a wall or something you know so protected by a nice layer of plastic hell yeah you can see through um you got plenty of space for like a water bottle on the side there's a little pouch back on this side um, I think we're actually about to redesign them and do a second order. It's just one big pouch on the inside this time around. But, uh, yeah, I've been getting a lot of requests to make a new design with it, to make a new – or some people have been saying make fanny packs with, like, a clear spot on the top of the fanny pack would be cool. Oh, that like would a, be really cool. Like, it, it, you'd have to, like, use a custom bag company that would, like, you could create your own kind of, you know, how it would be sewn together. But it, I think it would be a cool concept. That you was going to be just like the lid of it. Yeah, that well, um, that was going to my next question. Does your pin manufacturer also make these bags, or it's like a completely separate like manufacturer, different process? Like, what's the behind the scenes of making yeah. a bag? <laughs> so the bag. Dude, the bag was the most pain in the ass thing that I've done. Of <laughs> my, uh, that's why there's only one right now. It's been over a year since we made them, um, and it was just such a troublesome process. That's why I haven't done it again. So many people are requesting it. Um, so it's funny. I actually I had no plans of moving out to Colorado or anything at the time, um, but I was using a company based out of Colorado, like. They're like just a couple blocks away, dude. And they were the worst service that I've ever dealt with out of a company ever. Like they were outsourcing the work. So, you know, they're middlemen in it. And it was going down to um, a place in Mexico that was like this, I don't even know, a huge textile plant type place. Um, And so like I actually I found out about it by mistake. So like it the process was just terrible, dude. So from the beginning, it started out okay. The communication was all right. My proofs looked good. Um, you know, they got back to me in a fairly decent manner. But once I paid them, dude, their customer service went out the window. And it was like 
it got to the point where like they told me it was going to be like i can't remember what the turn time was like a month or two to get these bags in and it ended up taking like seven or eight months and like i would email them and call them like their their phone for um their business phone none of the phones had any voicemails set up and nobody would answer so like it'd be like press one to be directed to this person and like i went through every single one dude multiple times no one would ever answer it didn't matter what time of day um or what day of the week it was they'd all just there's no voicemail beep they wouldn't respond to my emails and like finally i get something back from them oh yeah sorry we've just been really really busy you know a bunch of excuses um and then but when i got the bags in finally about i think like i ordered a hundred originally and like 75 percent of them were trash like the seams were not printed all the way to the seams so like you have a seam right here on this it would be like there'd be a big white gap or like the zippers would be like half of them the zippers were going this way and half of them the zippers were going that way they were like inconsistent where the logo was at i ripped the logo off this one um but yeah it was terrible so i like finally like got a hold of them to try and get them remade you know and then it was like Dude, it was the most terrible experience I ever had, <laughs> like, working with another company. So I'm like, I'll never work with them again. So I don't That's know. crazy. I'll, I'll probably start looking for somewhere here soon um, come New Year. Uh, we've got one really big collaboration, like I said, that's going to come out. And then we ordered a, a ton of pins before Chinese New Year will be coming up here soon. Um, so if you make uh, pins. You got to think of that. Yeah, but that's... that's... So, like, did this company, um, like, when you're making pins... They're called the Custom Bag Company. Don't ever use them. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Um, No, I was saying, like, like, (laughs) when you're searching for something like this, is it? did you come up with the the design for the bag? Or was it, like, a pre-made design and you just kind of, like, uh, you print your own, like, fabric and then they cut it and they stitch it together? Because I've thought about doing the same thing, too, but... I don't know the first thing about designing bags or, or fashion or anything like that. So I'd rather just be like, I like that design here. Use this for this. And was it as simple as that? Or did you have to know a little bit more? Um, It was kind of as simple as that. So like, to be honest, I just modeled mine off of another companies that I already knew that they made ITA, 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 whatever it is, I don't know. either one. Um, And so like, I just kind of modeled, it's not exactly the same. Um, But like, I used their base model for the most part and just like sent it over to the company that I was using. I was like, hey, I want to make something similar to this with my own designs, tweak this here, tweak that there yada yada and then what they basically did is they made up like a um i don't even know what you call it like a 2d layout version of how the file would look of you know all the different pieces that get patched together Mm -hmm. sent it over to me proofed like that to look at and then they made a sample sent me pictures of the sample to make sure it was all good go from there cool Go downwards from there. <laughs> I'm sure the process for making skateboards is a little bit easier. Oh, way easier, dude. Way easier. Um, there's a ton of different ways to do skateboards. Um, so, yeah, here. I got one sitting next to me. This is a new technique that I just recently tried. Um, so this is actually – this is a vinyl applique, which I was pretty questionable 
about it first i you know like i've rode a lot of skateboards and they get beat up pretty fast um it's, it's kind of hard to tell like during the sunlight this is like has a rainbow finish on it like yeah i can see like the the holographic yeah yeah holographic it's holographic um so cool but yeah so i've been riding this one for a little bit and honestly it's holding up like better than a normal printed board um you can get your boards either like done like this or you can get them a lot of people will do screen printed um or even nowadays a lot of it's done just digital printing um straight onto the board um so like this one that you see like the crab design you got yeah. a glare but um that one's all just digital printed so we just use a company i can't remember where they're out of um but they crush it they've got super fast turn times i think their minimum order is like 10 for the price break or something so they're That's really cool. really dude they're, they're so hard to sell though compared to pins <laughs> and even pins, skateboards are hard to sell so, so th that's interesting because I was going to ask, like, what led to the decision of making skateboards? Was it just a personal thing? You love skateboards. Yeah. I want to make my own skateboards. Or did you see a trend? Because I, I, I've I, I don't want to say I've seen or I'm seeing a trend, but I'm seeing a lot of people kind of have skateboards in their shop. Like, I think that's a couple cool. of my past podcast guests are experimenting with like skateboards and I guess using it like a, a print on demand. Uh, production center or something like that to make them um but they're hard to sell they I, dude i have had the hardest time selling them Damn. um but i think probably just the reason being is because all my followers are pin followers right now you know the facebook group is mostly all people who buy the pins um most of my design clients i don't really find on social media i find that most of my design clients more come from word of mouth um and just like my reputation amongst people I know. Hell yeah. And I then the, the, the pins are way more just like branch out amongst random strangers. This is which so cool. The design could probably follow that a little bit better, but there, I can only take on so much at once. Dude, I hear you, man. I hear you on the one man show struggle trying to do everything and make sure you're putting your best foot forward and stuff like that. It's a lot. So, okay, here, let's uh, let's start winding down. I'd love to hear some, like, uh, some tips, you know. The end of the day, tips. we were saying you get up early, like 3 a.m. and stuff <laughs> like that. You got a lot on your plate. You're, you know, how do you, like, reset your mind? How do you just, like, stay inspired? How do you, you know, keep the drive going? Hmm, yeah, that's a great question. Um drink a lot of coffee for, for sure <laughs> um i think workout dude exercise is like the most key thing for me like when i'm not exercising and like eating halfway decent it makes me get depressed and i find myself not wanting to work or like um it just helps you be more motivated i think dude so if you can like do some exercise dude it'll I, do wonders for you it will to anyone listening I just signed up for the uh, my local YMCA. They were having like a killer Black Friday. Oh, so nice! Like, and I love playing basketball. Um, and they open up really early, and I'm an early person—not three a.m. early, but like six, seven a.m. <laughs> early. And I'll just start my day by shooting hoops for like an hour or so, and just like feeding yeah. that energy for the rest of the day. It's just oh, so good. I mean, 
the Dude, science and, and the what endorphins. What so many yes. people don't understand is you don't have to like go just lift weights or just run to be like to exercise to be healthy. Like I love skating and like snowboarding, so like go to the skate park for an hour. It doesn't yeah. seem like you're exercising, but yeah, I, it does I wonders. Love that. What about find uh... something that's easy for you to do? I like or personally, dude, I bike a ton too. Biking's where it's at. Dude. I envy you out there. Uh I went to Colorado, but all the states <laughs> out there or uh, Utah. Um and I'm not trying to loop in Colorado with Utah, but a lot of those states out there, uh, you find that there's a lot more uh adventurous <laughs> people. You know, they're doing more outdoor <laughs> activities and, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, Colorado sucks. No one should move here though. <laughs> Uh, that's funny i was doing a lot of research and uh yeah hearing a lot of there's uh infrastructure problems from the amount of people going out to colorado the traffic is the worst part so like honestly that's part of the reason i like to get up so early so like i work my day job um my shift is like it just really depends like i could show up anywhere between four to six and then get off between like 12 to two um so like when i do that i can avoid the traffic right and so like i'm across town i'm on the north side of denver my job's down on the south side um and like if you get caught in that morning traffic dude it will take the 20 25 minute drive and turn it into like an hour because it's just standstill and then same thing with coming home so it's like got to get around it somehow Dude, I hear you. I mean, I live in New Jersey and have to work into the city. Yeah. So like that traffic and just the commutes uh, like out that's... here in the morning is pretty rough. Um, yeah, but I, but I, I find it funny how you're just like, don't move here. Uh, <laughs> it, that's a, from what I've heard. And you just val- and you just confirmed like what I've like, heard and read online. It's <laughs> that's true. Hilarious. I'm, I'm probably part of the problem, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I like ending the podcast with uh, this question in particular. I just feel like I usually get a lot of wholesome answers and it really just, I don't know, it's just kind of cool. But uh, Max, I'd love to know what the little things in life are for you. Hmm, that's a good question. The little things in life for me. Is it popping a heel flip every Tuesday? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, kick flips for sure. Um... (laughs) I don't know, dude. I would just say just being appreciative of, like, what you're going through and what's happening. Because, like, it's so hard to not look at something and think, like, that it's going to – it could potentially affect you in a very positive way when it might seem, like, really shitty at the time. So, I don't know. Just, like, something that really affects my life daily is just try and keep a positive attitude. Don't, like, don't have negative self-talk. Don't – be like all angry and bummer all the time. Screw this, screw that. Just be happy you're alive. Yeah, man. Dig things everyone's situation's different, but I always say things could be so Yeah, much totally. Worse. Exactly. Everybody somebody's always got it worse and somebody's always got it better. Right? Yeah. But it's just like that's the thing that kind of keeps me grounded thinking about that. I'm just like just happy to be alive it sounds like you just like cherishing the present moment and like being there. totally yeah totally yeah just, just live in the moment right hell yeah man i love it that's so cool um so i'm gonna give you the floor i'm gonna give you uh the space to give out any shout outs that you have uh let people know what you have coming up in the future and where they can uh, find you yes definitely all right let's see 
Let me look at my phone here real quick. I have so much <laughs> stuff coming up soon. I actually I compiled a big like list of pictures that I was gonna like pull up so I didn't forget anybody. Um, probably the biggest thing we have coming up right now is um, we're working with an artist, um, Kumali. Uh, forgive me if I'm wrong. I think he's out of Tennessee. Not for sure, but he's crazy, crazy, wicked talented. Um, he does like a lot of like fine art paintings and stuff like that. And he's like recently broken into the pin world, and people just go nuts for his stuff. It's so intricate and crazy. Um, and we are bringing—I don't—I don't know if I've even shown the front of this anywhere yet. Um, but this is. Hopefully, we can look Ooh. at it. It's an—it's an octopus. Here, I got a sticker. This will be way easier to see. And so he painted it, and then we vectored it. But we're going to have these pins coming out soon. And they're they're going to be huge. Um, I think they're like four inches tall. Um, there's going to be screen printing on them. You got all sorts of crazy plating. Um, and they're going to be beautiful. That's insanely detailed. I, the, the skate deck pre-order page is up on your website. I'm looking oh, at yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm we looking have at the it skate now. decks up Holy too right cow. now. Um I'm probably that'll probably be down by the time this is shown because um, I need to get those ordered. But yeah, the pins are going to be coming. I think that's going to be our first pin drop coming in uh, 2023 is the plan. Um, come in with a bang for sure. And there's actually right now on our website too, there is shower curtains available. <laughs> that was something <laughs> I that I, I just thought it would fit the vibe. You know, he's a, a really cool octopus. So you got shower curtains. Um Let's see what else we got coming up. <laughs> There's going to be some cool snowboard-related stuff coming up, you know, going into the snowy season, um, wintertime. Um, and then what else? We're going to have some really cool new sticker designs coming up. Um, I'm actually, like I said before, I don't really sell my stickers at all right now, but I kind of wanted to start selling them. Um, so we're going to be doing some fun stuff that's going to be including like see-through clear stickers, you know, like playing on designs like that. Just trying to show you if you can even see it. This will be like the first one that comes out. Oh, so it's an, it's that's an, cool. <laughs> It's an ice cream cone, and then the inside of the ice cream will all be see-through. So we'll have, like, sticker packs that will have, like, five variants, and I don't know, maybe sell them for, like, ten bucks. So those will be coming soon. Um, if you're not a member of our Facebook group, go join that. Um, it's Writer Design Co., R-E-I-T-E-R. Um, same thing with our Instagram, same thing with our website. It's all one and the same. Um, I don't know. I don't think I'm missing anything. Shout out yeah. to all the people that always lift us up. Everybody in the Facebook group right now. We couldn't do this without all the supporters. Um, so if you've ever bought, if you've ever bought something from me, if you've ever even liked a photo on our Facebook page or shared something, thank you so much. Um, it means the world to us. I say us as it's like a company, but it's just me. <laughs> no, yeah, I do the same thing too. I, I always do that when I'm online. I'm like, come, come join, come join us. Like our, our, our company. It's just me. So cool. Uh, the website is writerdesignco.com. Yep, you got it. Um, lots of good stuff. Highly recommend you guys check that out. The links will be in the show notes and everything like that. Um, Max, this was an excellent conversation, man. I had so oh, much fun. Oh, I got a baseball jersey I wanted to show you too. Oh, I that's totally right. forgot. We'll make this snappy. 
No, let's so do it. The, the grapes, dude. The grapes did so hot as pins and on the bag. We did uh, dude. some cool baseball jerseys. There's This is um, clean. Away. And then there's home, too. Wait, why'd Home's you pick 84? Black. Oh, that was my football number when I was in high school. Love it. Yeah, That's so also sucked. the year the Ninja Turtles came out, 84. <laughs> oh, what? That's funny. Did I yeah, get that so... right? I don't oh know. I'm not a huge fan. Oh my god! I think it no eighty four. And then oh and my so god. don't quiz if, me. If, if you ever if you're ever looking for me bending somewhere out in public, I'll have this on. So this is like branded all out with our company stuff. You got the X's. It's got the orange fade to it. Um, and I've got a couple of these too. So anybody that's like with me when we're selling stuff at shows will have those on. Um, so keep an eye out. Dude, that's so smart. I got to do the same thing with like basketball jerseys or something. Yeah, like dude. Yeah, that's get so them, get them cool. sublimated. They're so comfy too. Ah, oh, that is awesome. Are you going to be selling those in the near future? So we did a pre-order on the jerseys a while back. Um, I don't know. Maybe there might be a Valentine's Day one coming up. I haven't decided if I'm going to do this or not. <laughs> We'll Triple see. X on the back. There you go. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> no, it's only two, but that works as well. <laughs> I love uh, it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Max, I appreciate your time and your expertise kind of opening the door and letting us uh, peek into your little world of creations and pin making and all that stuff. Um, appreciate it. I had a great time. Yeah, dude. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's been a, it's been a pleasure and it was even better than I expected. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> I love to hear it. Um, we'll have to have you back on in the future. Uh, just to follow up and see what's going on, man. All right. Sounds great, brother. Let's do it again right, soon. Man. Take it easy, man. Peace. Later. <laughs>